Here we go. Let's go. <clears throat> Straight to you from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Welcome to Permit to Think. Meaningful stories and conversations from the fringe of societal norms. I am your host, Mike Dawes. As an angler and a professional host, I've spent the last 25 years traveling the far and near reaches of the world. In the beginning, the goal was untouched adventures and wild fish. But I've come to realize that the people I've met along the way and their stories have played a pivotal role in seeking what I'm truly after, a quiet mind and time to think. This ride is too short, so I'm gonna start exploring the narratives of the people that have brought me here. I have been told that audio has no rules, so it seems like a good platform for someone who grew up breaking them all. Let's go. Our guest today is Harry Teeby. Harry has quietly been running around the greater Teton Yellowstone region with a fly rod or a set of oars in his hands for the last 25 years. In the off seasons, Harry has also quietly mixed in a 15 year plus career guiding in the Florida Keys. Originally from West Virginia and spending much of his youth in Wilmington, North Carolina, Harry's passion for the outdoors was sparked at a very young age through his father's influence. After receiving a BA in painting, from the Ringling School of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida in 1993, Harry found himself a couple years later in Wyoming and has been here ever since. I have known Harry for a long time, but it wasn't until the last five years or so that we started spending more time together on and off the water. Yet again, just another example of why this platform is so valuable. Why not take it a step farther and ask some questions I've never had the time to ask? Harry is a very thoughtful, passionate, and considerate with a quiet persona and a person who cares deeply about the people and the resources around him. Harry is still guiding today for the Wyoming Angling Company and additionally spends time as a carpenter, artist, fly tire, and most importantly, a father and husband. Harry lives in Jackson, Wyoming with his wife, Jodine, and his sons, Emerson and Harry. Without further ado, please welcome Harry to the show. What's up, Harry? Hey, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Good. How's it going? Uh, thanks uh, Thanks for taking the time, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I know uh, it's kind of, it's a hectic time of year. Oh, and it it's, is. it's nice for me to get back... Uh, get back to doing this because uh with some travel and life work stuff holidays um it's been a little while but in uh it's kind of funny how these things work and in, in doing some research for for sitting down with you I, I pulled up like the last two episodes and it was like oh aj and darren like <laughs> no wonder right right <laughs> like two uh two people you're you're very familiar with absolutely yeah, yeah that's so serendipitous <laughs> it is right it just, it just and that's the cool thing about doing this shit is it just points it it can go any which way yeah um but it makes sense yeah 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 well thanks for having me yeah i appreciate yeah. you coming man yeah it's uh it's, i know it's a tough time of year but how did the uh 
How did the we we touched briefly on the boarding school yeah. trip? What yeah. what what schools do you and that, this is for Emerson? Yeah, fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah. We uh, you know we spent a week there. We flew back. Um, well, we were there Sunday to Sunday when we flew into Boston, and then we kind of headed northeast to Connecticut and started our travels from there. It's terrible. <laughs> All bleeding into hey, one. Oh my, I'm still recovering from the trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of goes to yep. my a question. I mean, I remember being 14. Yep. And it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't that amicable as as your your trip probably. But I was being dragged around a little bit. Right. But what was what was Emerson's take on? You know, I mean, how different, I mean, what a, what a different environment than Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, it was, I think it was more weird for me than it was for him just really? because of, you know, I don't come from that background and, you know, it was, it was enlightening. I mean, the whole thing was to each school had such a different flavor and I mean, you could see his progression as we went through the schools. Well, that's cool. The, you know, his interviews got better and better. And by the end he was really comfortable. And, and were you, were you in there for the interviews? No, the way it typically works is, you know, it's like an hour and a half type session, visit and interview. And when you get there, one of the students takes you around campus for about 45 minutes and they typically they're upper, upperclassmen, they're probably graduating kids and they you know they just walk you through the facilities what you want to see some of them uh were more knowledgeable than others Mm -hmm. um and then you go back and then they they take the student in your child and speak with him for 15 20 minutes and then they bring him out and you then you go in and kind of follow up with some other questions and you just towards the end they're they just want to know if you have any specific questions. They go over some of the things that, yeah, that your son or daughter spoke about. But uh, I remember a couple of those. Do you? <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> some of mine didn't go. No. Go that well. <laughs> um, and one of them actually was was wildly interesting at the school I ended up at, the mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kind of went at, at my parents, which was I'll never forget that moment. Right. You know, they're like, well, yeah, he's got plenty of issues, but so do you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't know about this place, but I like that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe they told you that. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was definitely, I was at the point where I needed some character education. Right. Right. Yeah. But I seem to, um, I, and I'm, I'm not going to, We'll get back to Harry because yeah. that's 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 interesting. Yeah, you know that part of it. We'll get to that shortly. But in these in these episodes, I seem to start all over the place. And, and in thinking about yours, I, I kind of want to go way back. All right, if that's if that's all right with you. Yeah, it's kind of scary, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, the first time I saw your artwork, yeah, right, was was in your sister's office. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember thinking like, wow, like I had no, no clue. Right. Um, and then obviously in doing this research, you know, obviously you're schooling for it, but, but when did you, when, when did you know that that was of, of big interest to you? You know, I mean, I think, I mean, it's funny. My mom sort of motivated this direction when I was, when I was pretty young, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I took an oil painting class probably when I was like eight one time. It was she she took me to uh it was this it was this woman's house and she had easels and there'd be like a still life and I mean you basically just I I drew a lot prior to that. I mean that's where my mother got the Like since you were young? Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Yeah, very young. You know, comic books were always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I was just kind of fascinated with it. I mean I I yeah, I mean it's it's hard to think when the beginning started, but then she took me to this oil painting class that this lady did, and it was torture. Really? Like, oh my! It was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. I was almost forced into it, and you know, it was like a candle and some apples, and yeah. and you had an easel, and it, you know, I think I liked the smell of the place the most, the oil, and the, <laughs> you know, and you, awesome. it was like an hour, and you 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 did it, but you know, in, in the beginning. I think you pencil trace everything and you just kind of fill the lines in. But if I remember, I don't, I think I only did one painting there before I hit the wall, but it turned out pretty impressive when I think back on it. Like, I mean, it's, that's cool. I'd like to see it again now. Yeah. Like, like it was, where is it? I have, it's probably in the garbage somewhere. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was probably my intro to painting then. Um, and then I did a lot of drawing thereafter. Um, yeah, I did a lot of woodworking too when I was younger. I yeah. guess my dad had a wood shop, and that was kind of a creative outlet too. So, yeah, and so when you did you look at did you only look at art schools? Well, the funny thing is, in high school, I actually thought I wanted to be an architect, and um, so I lived in Wilmington, North Carolina, growing up. Um, that's where I went to high school. My parents were separated at the time, and. Um, so about my junior year, I decided that's that I wanted to go to NC State. They had this great design school, and I'd known some people that had come out of there um, as, you know, getting an architect degree. And so I went and worked for an architect in Wilmington after school my senior year every day. I, I believe the company was called Ballard McKim and Sawyer, and they were all alumni from NC State. And a a woman who had worked for him the year before, it was sort of a shoe in almost. If you work for these guys, they put in a good word and you could probably get in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the best grades in high school. I mean, I was, they weren't bad. They weren't great. <laughs> so I was thinking like, okay, this is, this is my end. Yeah. Which in fact turned out not to be my end. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I ended up going to NC state regardless thinking, okay, well I'll, I'll, I'll suffer through a year and I'll reapply to the design school and, hopefully be able to go down this, this track and then just everything kind of fizzled out at too much fun. And yeah. And, uh, yeah, I threw in the towel after the first semester. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I resigned and, and focused on all the important things. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so then I, I, it, it kind of clicked in my mind that I, that I wanted to go to an art school after that. So okay. I'm more focused. And so that's when I started to look and, and, uh, I applied to quite a few, a couple in New York. I, I, I applied to Savannah School of Art and Design, which is where my yeah. oldest son just got into school, actually. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah the irony all, all in All the family. Right, right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and I applied to the school Ringling also, which was in Florida. And I think it appealed to my dad because 
in the big scheme of things, he knew one day he was going to be retired down there. And so he was like, that's where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can fish together. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, uh, that's, yeah. and, and is, um, did Harry apply to all art schools or was it, you know, he and Joe Dean in the past year have gone around and looked at quite a few places. I mean, they went to Cal arts, they looked at a couple other places in California they just got back from New York City, and he'd already heard that he'd been accepted to SCAD, and he had looked at SCAD before they went to New York. But and that's he, Savannah, right? As you it said, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it's um, a great town. Yeah, and it's changed a lot. I think. I mean, yeah, I haven't been there in a yeah, long time. But. Yeah, it's it's really gentrified. I think the university itself has bought. It used to be in a rundown area part of town, and through some type of endowments. Uh, they bought up everything around it and have just revamped the whole area. So, and they actually have an animation department in Atlanta also. It's like a sister school. So, oh, cool. Yeah. And the animation's what he wants to focus on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, that, that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have a, so post Ringley, yeah. you moved to New York. Is that right? So my senior year, of college. I, I, um, I applied for a program. It was called the, or I don't, I'm not sure it's still in place, but probably so it's the, um, the new school program. And it's somewhat affiliated with NYU. Uh, it's like an independent study program that you could do. I'd known somebody that had done it the first semester and it seemed amazing. And so when I heard their experience, I decided to apply and I got accepted. I don't, I don't know if anybody else from my school did it either, but ultimately it ended up being like 12 art students from um, universities around the country that went there. And it was just a uh, kind of a fellowship program where you just were provided a studio in a rundown building in Trebekah, which was, it was just a wide open flat and you, you went in there and you, cubicle off your own space and huh. and you had like free reign to all the museums and there was it was more of a you didn't really have classroom studies it was just kind of a free-flowing yeah yeah here you go and you can bounce ideas off people and yeah everybody was very different i mean we <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> i mean we there was a guy there named naropa uh-huh. and he uh he was out there. <laughs> you know? He was from Naropa. Uh, oh, man. I, I, and I can't even remember how the housing thing was oriented. Like he, I mean, he was almost like a homeless type person, self-driven. Um, but he just slept in the studio at night, which we weren't supposed to do. You yeah. know? I mean, we were supposed to, I, I was in NYU housing and it was just above Washington Square on 8th between 5th and 6th. Huh. And, um, and had you been to New York prior to no, that? No, I never oh, had. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was mind boggling. I mean, yeah. it was, and it was, I haven't really been back there since then. And I, I don't know. I, I, in some ways I don't want to, cause I don't want it to tarnish Those, what I, it was awesome. I mean, I had yeah. a great time. I mean, it was, I feel like the population's probably doubled and sure. And it was busy then at that point. I mean, we'd ride the subway some, but honestly I would walk from my dorm to Tribeca every day to go to the studio. And it, it was a long walk. I mean, it, 
Yeah. You know, you're going all the way past Canal Street and and further down. And uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's funny. I haven't, I grew up, you know, we used to, as kids, sneak onto trains and get into New York City. But right. I was thinking about this the other day. I haven't been back since I was 18. Right. Um, I had a panic attack. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that, in that time frame that you were focusing on, you know, obviously art school yep. and then New York, New Jersey, right as well. Um, well, I lived in, well, actually after I graduated from the new school. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, let me step back just a little bit. So when I was at the new school, there was on the board, there was a flyer, there was a sculptor in that area that was looking for some help in a studio and his name was Mel Kendricks and I would go over and I met Mel and I would help him a couple days a week just for money. Um, ultimately making his work. I mean, he was doing, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny the way it all kind of works in the end. Yeah. He, he was a sculptor, but he was doing these huge woodblock prints for a show that he had. And, um, anyway, we would, I would go there, you know, you're a gopher, you're cleaning up. Sometimes yeah. you're actually printing these things for him. Um, so we had this relationship and then when, when it came for me to leave at the end of this program, he said, you know what, like if you, if you change your mind, come back and you can work for me again next year. And, and I kind of thought about it over the summer and I was like, you know what, I'll go back. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the, uh, friends that I'd met through the program. His name, his name was Marty Olin and he had a brother who was living in Jersey city. His name was Patrick. And, uh, and I'd talked to Marty and he was like, yeah, sure. You can sleep on Patrick's couch. And, and, uh, so nice. yeah, I basically, uh, moved to Jersey city and stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, it was, I, I've heard it's become very gentrified and posh in Jersey City now. When, yeah. When I was there, it was scary. I yeah, mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd commute in and out of the World Trade Center every day. And I, I mean, I, I would sprint, yeah. sprint to the train. <laughs> yeah. And when I got home at night, I'd sprint all the way home yeah. too. I mean, I, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but it, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, but during, one thing that I was wondering about during the that time yeah. frame, I mean, you obviously grew up fishing, right? What did it? Did was there a break from it, or was it always kind of interwoven through whatever you were going through? So that's that's kind of the irony of it. My father did take my sister and I fishing quite a bit when we were younger, but it was it wasn't fly fishing, mm -hmm. you know, and it was, and I was terrible. <laughs> i was i never caught anything like really they always did and i was just I, yeah i was over it i mean i never wanted to go it was it was you know it was just using a lot of bait and, mm -hmm. you know i guess now you'd think of vertical jigging and sure. night crawlers and i just it was awful you yeah know? <laughs> so but then my the funny thing i really never started fly fishing until i moved out here Oh, really? Yeah, 26 years ago. So, yeah, there you go in that sense. But, yeah, but there was still some element of yeah. of it through woven well, throughout. Well, to go back even further, A, I think the thing I like about fly fishing or I'm fascinated by, I mean, it's it's 
it's the process. Eh? I mean, it's, it's the line, it's the interaction, you're doing something it's, uh, it's tangible. And, yeah, and many, many could argue it's an art form in right, itself. Right, right, right. So. But going back further, once with my art towards the last two years of college, I became fascinated with line. And maybe you've seen that in some of the drawings or the paintings at my sister's office. But line is an integral part of what I'm fascinated with. Hmm. So I've going past that, that's, I think, one another thing that, why fly fishing had the allure because then it is a tangible line, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like taking a brushstroke line into a whole nother realm. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I think, I think they're sort of interlaced in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, yeah. And uh, I I asked, so are you, when's the last (laughs) time you, you were painting? You know, it's been some time. I think actually, Four months ago, Harry was interested in 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 some in some painting techniques, and we sat down and sort of did something together. And I think I frustrated him even more than he was already frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> and I I walked away from it a little dumbfounded too. Like I just made a bunch of mud. Like what in the world? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that's not that long ago. And the the funny thing I was thinking about is you know. It, it's hard. You had mentioned in one of our communications before the show here, like creative juices, right? I mean, sometimes right. it's hard to like get things going and it's easier, but I mean, that that's, I was, I was going to guess it was maybe longer ago. Right. Right. But, um, but it's, it's gotta be pretty cool. Cause it's something you could always go back. I mean, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's like anything though. You need continuity. I mean, that's, that's yeah. where, and that's where it gets scary, you know. It's kind of like um, you feel like you've lost it all. It's like, you, you you know, walking back into it, it's like, oh, God, i got to start from scratch again, which, in fact, I do, I do think is the case in a lot of ways. I mean, it's um, – I mean, think about when you tie flies. Like, it's – Yeah. You know, let's say – I mean, do you remember how to start every, let, let's say you tied something fantastic five years ago that worked incredible yeah. and you haven't used it in a while and then you go back to retie it again. Do you struggle with it if it oh, was complex? 100%. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's funny. I mean, in those cases, I'm, I'm always looking at the first two as they're going right in the bin. Right. I mean, the garbage bin. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way paintings are too, and that's why people work in series, is because, yeah, it's like if you're going to tie a dozen flies, the middle six are the good ones, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, the start and the finish are just the start and the finish. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I never thought about it that way. So yeah. that's it's kind of the same, kind of the same thing. So it's, it, I don't, it's daunting, you know. It's, sure. Um, I found a really cool painting you did online. <laughs> it was on Amazon. Oh no! No, which one? It had to be you. It was a really cool kind of brown abstract, upside down. I don't know. I'd have to see it. I'm going to show it to All you right, right now. Here we go. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was. I can't. I mean, it's saying under your name, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a trout. So I figured, right, right, you know, right. Um, let me see. 
Let's see if this is it. It was, it's no longer available. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, let's see if we can pull it up real quick. Okay. Is this you? That is, yeah. That was the last commission piece that, that, uh, that I basically worked on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah, I had a, a good friend of mine by the name of Linda Carpenter. I don't know if you've ever met Linda, but she... Name sounds familiar. So she lives over by Catherine in Teton Springs and uh, is an old family friend. And uh, Linda was very motivating in trying to get me to re-spark mm-hmm. um, that. And she she found someone that, that was interested in commissioning something. And that's so I... I actually, God, that was a lot. That was a while ago, but um, yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah, I mean that was. I mean that was eight. Eight. Yeah. 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 Something like that. That's it's it's cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But very cool. Yeah. The fun thing about that was that it got me motivated to do that painting, but then what ended up happening again when working in series, like all the, it, it, it spawned me to go in other directions and actually it's, you know, I felt like things started to go, mm-hmm. you know, but then life, it, then life happened <laughs> and I just kind of backed right off, but it was, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, I never knew any of that. So right, that's, right. that's very, um, it's very cool. I mean, yeah. what a time to reflect upon. Right. Right. Um, and then, so from there, started making your way out west, right? Right, right. And and as you had said, you you definitely bounced around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I spent. Uh, and you and you and Catherine came out together. We did. I think we came. We did. She. I don't know if she had graduated from WVU yet or not, or maybe she had one more year. But we, she just wanted to go out west one summer, and I was like, "Shit, that sounds like fun." And yeah. We loaded up this Volkswagen Fox that I had and hopped in it, and we didn't know where we were going. We we just took off and ended up in Fort Collins, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, and how long? How long did you stay there for a bit? Or? Yeah, we were there for three months, I guess. In the end, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was. Oh, the stories are. I mean, I don't even know <laughs> if I can tell them. They're they're so unbelievable. It's, <laughs> I mean, we just rolled into town, met a couple girls, and they were like, well, you can stay with us. Yeah. You know, we stayed with them, and I got a job working in a window manufacturing plant, like running the paint department. Yeah. And then running hard every night, swearing I wouldn't do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's interesting, right? There's there's so many people that have just – moved west right right and i think everyone has a, a little bit of that right I, I mean i was selling rugs at one point right um and i don't i don't know much about rugs but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah. it's and then so how how did you eventually get here and and for the listeners just right. just so Harry's sister, Catherine, was my neighbor when I first moved to the area to even make it even smaller. Right. But now, was that the first place you lived? That was the first house I've ever owned in my life, yeah. And was that Mike Doyle's house next door? Do you remember? Or Sean Doyle? Was that Exactly, it? yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Catherine right. 
bought that. Yeah. Right. And exactly. do you remember the run ride rattle? No. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Well, that was a uh, you. You ran like oh, I five think. miles. You rode five miles, and then you had to drink like six PBRs in a <laughs> record time to win. And so that all took place at Sean's house before Catherine owned it. And at that time, that was the only house over there. The only one. I mean, wow. You think about it the way it's changed now. Like yeah. Even when you were her neighbor, there wasn't much around. Not much, yeah. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. That's crazy. So, yeah. so how did. How did how did it end up here? You know, I guess at that time, again, Catherine was working at Mad River at that time. Mm-hmm. She'd been here for a year, and then she was she was delivering pizzas in the wintertime and mm-hmm. skiing, just you know, typical skid. Yeah. And uh I came out for a summer and just fell in love and never left. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And was that a dive directly into fishing or did you do a bunch of different stuff when you first got out here? You know, I had grown up doing construction and, and to this day, there's no lack thereof here. And at yeah. that time it was, and so I was, that's kind of what I did in the beginning. And then I kind of fell in love with fly fishing. Those first, first few times I fly fished, I mean, it's unbelievable. I've, I think maybe the first time a friend of mine I was living with took me to the Henry's Fork, like mm-hmm. opening day. Yep. And we went out on the ranch and <laughs> I probably haven't even ever casted in my life. Uh-huh. And I'm out there, you know, it's hot. Nothing's going on. People were sitting up and down the banks. You guys having some beers. Yep. I'm out there wading deep, just <laughs> making a mess. <laughs> right. And knowing how much you care like, about. And I didn't care at yeah. all. Right. Yeah. Well, that's those, yeah. those are the beauty moments. I mean, well, and the funny part of that day is I'm, I remember walking back and going past this, this elderly gentleman and he looked at me and he goes, nice waving the flag out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so bad. That's great. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, everyone starts somewhere, right? Right, right. I remember, yeah, that was, I I, I fished there when I was really young and I, I had, you know, it didn't, it doesn't have the mystique that once you live in a place for a while that you, right, you're just, you look at it as a, just another river. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, you don't, yeah. know, you don't know that someone might have been <laughs> looking at the same fish for you know, two hours and you just walked over it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I mean, there's an innocence in that. That's pretty, it's pretty amazing. But where, where was the first, so then did you work in, did you, did you go to guiding right away or did you? No, I, once I became enamored with it, I mean, it was kind of all I did any moment I had off. I mean, I can remember, you know, banging nails all day, hopping in my car, driving to the Henry's Fork, not repeating that yep. terrible method, but actually becoming better. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just any chance I got. And then then I decided I wanted a boat. And I spoke with my dad about it a little bit. And he actually, I don't even know how we came up with this, but he ordered a, have you ever seen those McKenzie boat kits? It's like a, the, the wooden ones. Yeah. Yeah. So he ordered one of those things. And then I drove back East that summer and we put it together. 
Oh, wow. And I brought that out here and started rowing out of it. Wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. And so just kind of threw myself into it, you know, just. Did it, I mean, did it perform all right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it worked great. I mean. It wasn't it, taken on water. No, no. It was, yeah. it was a beautiful boat. I mean, wow. It, I mean, it, um, it was big, you know. Sure. I mean, you know how that, the McKenzie ones had, they're not, it's not like a pram and it's not like a dory one end square and one ears the the front or the bow would be square when you're rowing it downstream. And then the, the stern is the pointed end. Um, but I mean, it's in reflection. Like I used to take that like warm bridge to hatchery all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how I drug it down that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but what a pretty artistic way to, uh, get into. Yeah float fishing right right go and build your own boat and (laughs) drive it across country i mean do you know where that boat is or did it i don't i think it's left the valley does it yeah i haven't seen it since then yeah i mean i i think maybe i had it for three years it was a problem storing it maybe i used it for four years but because those boats probably need to be they need to be covered inside yeah yeah you can't that's a challenge it was i mean it went through all kinds of processes to winterize it every year and then finally it aside from it just being physically at that point i had started you know i i had started to guide Mm -hmm. i guided out of it for like the for two years Mm -hmm. and i was fortunate enough through you know all my enamors with getting oriented into it i i became really good friends with uh with Howard Cole and Jim Jones mm-hmm. over at High Country, and yeah. you know, I was picking their brains, and and um, you know, they were kind enough to ultimately let me start guiding for them a little bit, and then it just kind of opened up. So, um, yeah, after guiding with them in that boat for a couple years, I decided, yeah, I I want I want a different boat. This 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 just this isn't a good work vehicle for one yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be very interesting if you run into that boat again. Right. Someday. Right. Well, the irony is my dad templated that boat and made another one, which he's got back east. Really? Yeah. Still? Yeah. So it's last time I was home, I went out and uncovered it and looked at it. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, one day I'll get back out. Yeah. And do it. Yeah. yeah. Use it again. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I often think about that. I mean. You know, the, we've all had a bunch of different boats, but there's ones that maybe you still wonder about a little bit. Right. Especially, right. I'm I'm presuming if you build it, you, know, <laughs> you, you probably think about it a little more. But right. I often, uh, yeah, think about trying to track one boat in particular down. But, right, right. Um, and then how quickly, because it seems if I'm, if I'm thinking about the years correctly, it, you, if you took a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, built your boat, got started getting into it, and then started guiding. But the saltwater thing must must have not come that far after that. Uh, let's see how far. So if I if I kind of do the math, my youngest is eighteen now, so. It was probably 21 years ago. I mean, the way it started is my dad had a a guy down there named Cal Jackson. 
mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think you. I don't know. I don't, no, doesn't you, you never knew Cal, but he was he was good friends with Diego and Dustin Huff, and that was kind of Cal's clique back then. And so then I started going to the Keys with my dad, and we'd fish with Cal like once a year. And mm-hmm. um, so yeah, and I'd been guiding at that time, and you know, one day Cal said, "You know what? I think this is it for me. I think I'm done." And then, you know, I was like, well, what are you doing with your boat? You know, yeah. he had this dolphin super skiff. It was an old boat. It was sweet. And uh, he said, I don't know. You want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was. That was the start of it. That's kind of how it started. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought his boat and then he was kind enough to, he came down for like a month and a half the next year and let me push him around and. And he showed me a bunch of things, which never settled in for like five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that was. Yeah. And, and it's, you, you said prior that, right. That you had, you had pushed, pushed people around in a skiff for a couple of years before even. Right. Right. Taking a charter. And I remember, you know, I know we, we, that's probably where we first met. Right. Um, was down there, but yeah. I remember hearing those stories back then, you know. Right. And then I didn't, I mean, when I started fishing down there, I didn't know anything. I mean, right. I had been bone fishing my whole life, but I didn't, you know, I mean, the whole tarpon permit thing was brand new to me. But then I was hearing those, hearing those stories about people working multiple jobs and fishing all day just right. for, free basically just to try to start getting pieces of the puzzle right right and yeah it's uh that's got to be an intimidating move it it was yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i mean uh yeah the first time you run aground and tear your skag off or yeah yeah you're like what am i doing like (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you've you've sensed you're no longer doing it, right? You know, I threw in the towel. Yeah. 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 But do you, you miss it quite a bit or, or are you, is that kind of part, that phase kind of, you're good with the time you had there. And you know, I mean, I, it's funny. I was thinking about that on a, on my way over here because I, I figured this would come up and um, I'm okay with it. You yeah. know, it, it was kind of, if you, if you talk to a bunch of my guide friends down there, they would always laugh because at the end of every season, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I've had it, you know? And, and then I show back up, you know, they're like, I thought you were done. I was like, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was kind of that, uh, that cycle, but I just, I, yeah, I, I finally got to the point where it's, it's fine. I mean, I have so many good friends that, if I want to go down and be in control and push, we can go out. If, if in fact they want to get on the water on one of their days off, Yeah, sure. you know, it's, um, and even if that doesn't really play out, it's okay right now. I'm not, um, I, I don't know how, f- you know, I don't think that chapter shut, but I'm sure I'm, I'm fine where it is right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it's also right. It coincides with, not only bouncing back and forth, but then obviously, right, children. Right, I right, mean, right. That's, I mean, I, I've noticed this, like, right, you know, once you get on the children's schedule. 
Yeah. There's no, there's not a lot of movement. There's no me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, that's, yeah, and that's been the hard part, you know? Yeah. When you're down there, I mean, trust me, I like the me time. Like there, there it's, you can look at it from so many different facets, but, um, yeah, being away from them and you get home and they're eight inches taller and yeah. your voice has changed and you missed it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. Absolutely. It's, I, I, it's funny you say that. I, I swear like now even on short trips. Right. Um, like when I just got back from Mexico recently, I was like, you've both gotten taller. But there's, <laughs> it's only gone for a week. Like there's, right, no, right. there's no way. Maybe it's some sort of like, you know something in the brain but right that's um that's very interesting yeah. yeah um and so when the progression out here i mean you know having had the you know being fortunate enough to fish with you a little bit recently i mean you you've been able to do it, it it's been very eye opening to me like you you're very reserved you know, you don't don't talk a lot about what what you've done or what you do, and right, and we're not going to, right, right. Um, Thank you, but <laughs> but I could also see like I was kind of taking that into extrapolating that to the keys and like how you know obviously it's intimidating. It it it, it, it to me it seems like one of the most intimidating places to fish. Or even try to, I couldn't even imagine, I never guided there, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I know enough people and did enough that I can, I can imagine. Right, right. Um, like starting out there had to be wildly hard. And then you start to put, I imagine the pieces of the puzzle start to come together. Right. Um, and then having to, to walk away from it. But I, as we were just talking about, I mean, the priorities come into play right right but and like you said maybe maybe it's not completely shut right mm. i mean it's i mean the thing that's tough about it is you all that time is such an investment into figuring all that out to where you know i feel like i finally had arrived and then you bow yeah. out yeah. you know it's like <laughs> exactly well, but but if it's not bringing you pleasure then uh, then what's the point? Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of. But, it, you know, it was the ride. I mean, yeah, in the beginning, it was intimidating and scary. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, when I started, you didn't have GPS or you had this handheld unit that you couldn't even let, follow the breadcrumbs <laughs> on. You yeah. know, it was like, well, you start looking at that, oh, trying to like push a button and then, <laughs> yeah, and then it's all gone or you've got these big blue charts and you're unrolling them and you're like, where am I? You know? Yeah. And, and uh, but that was the, you know, it's, that's the fun part. I mean, it's, I, I think I, I like in hindsight, the way when you look back on things, it's, it's when you're uncomfortable, those are the, you know, there's something to that. It's, yeah. it's, um, you know, uh, yeah, I can remember just being a nervous wreck down there running around and everything else, but it, you know, you, there's so much value in that when you get away from it, you know, it's, it's like you figured it out, you know? It's, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. And there's a, there's something about the, I mean, I, I was having this conversation with someone recently uh, and I think it was actually in Mexico where it was like, you know, 
everyone when you're in that phase of they were new to new to saltwater fishing for the most part yeah and i was like one thing that i look back on now is like you're not going to realize it for a while if you stick with it but but it's and it's hard to grasp but you are in one of the best stages of this whole thing right i mean right right once you start waking up and looking at the wind and you know cloud cover and Oh, you're yeah. you're you're kind of like you kind of have you you could probably get pretty close on the percentages of what's going to go down. Right, right. Whereas when you don't know anything, you just wake up stoked like let's right. let's go get this stuff. Right, right, right. You know, it's an interesting uh it's an interesting stage of the whole thing, I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, absolutely. It's um but at the time it's it's pretty hard to see that. Right. Right. And and then you've I mean, you basically guided trout yeah. ever since, you know, the wooden boat, right? I mean, well, I did, did take was there some, a break? There, there was there was a break. Yeah, yeah. I took a, I took a few years off. I, um, you know, some of it was work related. You know, some other bigger construction jobs had come along that, that you know they had continuity and you didn't have this, the transitions have always been the hard part sure. to all of it. I mean, even uh, every year I'd fall into the same formula, you know, you'd try to take on a small job before you go to Florida and then it always takes twice as long as you think. Yep. And then by the end, before you go to Florida, you're working 18 hour days for like a week, just trying to get wrap it up. And then you're bumping your plane ticket back another week because yeah. <laughs> you can't leave these people standing and you got to get it done. And, it, and then, and then you get down there and, and then the boat doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> exactly. you know? And so the, it's just, it's just hectic. It yeah. Just, and th that's a lot of transition. It is. I mean, it is. All around. Yeah. Yeah. But with the trout thing, it was pretty, pretty steady. I mean, the the break was kind. Of, would you would you call that in the middle of, let's call it, you know, twenty five years or so of doing it? I, I would mean, say so. Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know, it was, I think I took, let's just say three to five years off. Mm -hmm. It's hard, and you'd think that that's that's pretty vague in terms of large openness. But yeah, I just. I kind of hit the whole wall with it. I don't know why. I mean, the, at that point, maybe the saltwater allure was, had much more interest to me and the trout thing mm -hmm. had just kind of dissipated. Like it felt a little humdrum. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I started to miss it. I mean, I, I can remember doing a job down on the river one day and it was just doing a deck and I didn't have a whole lot of help and watching guides floating by and, and, you know, as we, we were joking about the grass being greener the yeah. other day and yeah, I, uh, I wasn't watering the grass around the deck very well. <laughs> <laughs> it was, the, the river was looking attractive. Yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah. And so, yeah. And then I just, you know, just sort of got interested again. And then ultimately you know aj and i really didn't know each other at that time but didn't live far no no we were neighbors at the time yeah i think we were we'd gotten to know one another through hockey both our kids playing and mm -hmm. and yeah we just by association running into each other once in a while and at a certain point he just approached me like hey would you want to would you want to guide again and yeah it's like you know like 
for anybody else, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but, but for you. But for you, yeah. I, this, this, this sounds interesting. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's been infectious. I mean, I, um, yeah, it's, it's just great. I love working with those guys. I, yeah. I mean, AJ's AJ, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's yeah. the salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Yeah. And, uh, it's fun to be around. He's so considerate, and the crew that he has put together are all fun. And yeah, it's. And as I've gotten older, I feel like I look at the whole trout thing differently again. It's kind of like I have a, a fresh appearance to it all. Like it's, it's interesting again. You know, I think I've, and I don't even think it's just that. I think it's it's where I'm at mentally to where I can appreciate it. Yeah. And you and I have had some good talks about that because things have changed. Right. And at times it could be right. Frustrating to the point of you could go the wrong way. Right. With it. Right. 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 (laughs) But you know, then we all look at where we're lucky enough to, to be. Right. And the amount around here is kind of wild. The option wise. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, um, it's pretty special still, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It is. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. And you, you foresee keeping, keeping on with it? You know, we'll see. I mean, that's, that's another variable as to why the Florida thing. I mean, there's a plethora of reasons that I feel like I've, that I've stopped, but, um, physically that was becoming really challenging for me. I've, you know, like developing arthritis and, and tennis and golfer's elbow and sy- sure. the system's breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> so even rowing a boat now is becoming a little challenging. I mean, and, and, and I just need to look at it differently. It's I've always, I just need to slow down, you know, sure. like, uh, don't pull as hard. Yeah. You know? Don't, and I can't stop myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So quite, it's quite an adjustment. Right. Right. So, um, we'll see. I mean, ultimately, and I think in the back of my mind, this whole art thing to like go full circle, like I do want to give it another real solid whirl, you know, that's cool. And so that might, you can't do it all. So you're just gonna, yeah. you're going to have to, the trout thing might take a back seat to to some of that focus you know? yeah uh, well and, and and going back to your kind of reference on the you know you comparing it to tying a fly right? right like the the part that won't isn't lost though is like i you know you you know how to wrap the thread you know right, right? i mean right, you might right. not remember right so i'm sure there's a lot of it that will if you went that direction that that's not lost on you no, no, yeah. no, no. You're absolutely right. And but, would you would you think you would stick with the same stuff you were doing when you kind of, or or would that be a? Because I mean, I I don't know that yeah. much about right. You know, I mean, right. my my art kind of is honestly like getting creative is trying to do this right right tying flies and that's kind of right. right. Never done any painting. Right. Not a good, not good at drawing. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. I don't know. It's, it's just, but it is very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as to like how you would, if you were to get back into it, right. Would it be picking up where you left off or like a totally different medium or, 
You know, I think I would just incorporate, I mean, it's something I've, I mean, <clears throat> again, even though I haven't made a lot of art over the years, I've, I've done a lot of different things with lots of different mediums. And I've always kind of thought how to blend all those methods into one solid thing. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of where I'm at with some of that. But I, you know, it's, you know, paintings are a funny thing in particular. I mean, again, if you sit down to do a bunch, just like we were talking about, three of them will kind of turn out to your liking. Mm -hmm. And let's say the other nine, you're just like, those are awful. And you just turn them against the wall and don't look at them. But you, then you let them sit for two years and you turn them around and you'd be like. You might be like, this is amazing. That is, how did I do that? That <laughs> yeah. is amazing, right? And so wow. again, just to go back again, against what we were saying about remembering how to do things maybe you don't want to really remember you know it's it's uh yeah it's the universe throwing you a gift i mean it's yeah um so so you probably don't know then not necessarily i'd yeah. probably just start you yeah. know i i try and that was the one my my personal approaches to a lot of it is not having to i'm not an illustrator like i don't I don't necessarily need to, I want the painting to develop on its own, you know, mm -hmm. and have its own life and speak. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I can, I don't do, need to necessarily do a lot of thumbnails and then just mock it up and have it be the finished work. It's more, it needs to come out of itself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just starting and yeah. seeing where it goes, but it's, yeah, that's hard. I mean, just that ties. Yeah. How do you, make, how do you make money? Yeah. Yeah. With, with, spending that that time doing that and so yeah. i think ultimately through all of it that's been my fear and the most uncomfortable variable is yeah but as you said earlier right some of the most <laughs> <laughs> there you go you got me <laughs> yeah some of the magic is in those uncomfortable peanut butter jelly and ramen moments <laughs> <laughs> exactly right um, well, I did, you know, I've never even, I mean, you and I have touched on this briefly and I, and I completely understand if you just would rather not talk about it, but the, the brain surgery, yeah, you know, that was obviously a big deal. And I've, you know, these are things that you, you know, for me as a person, right, sometimes I've gone through a bunch of surgeries and I, I don't, sometimes you don't want to talk about them. So if you don't want to talk about it, I, I completely understand, but it, is that no no I'll, i'm yeah i don't have any reservations about it it's okay uh, yeah yeah well is it correct that that it you found out about i mean how did it come about I, i've heard and i don't know if this is i can't remember if it's from yeah. you or from someone else that there was someone else that was having had a similar that's correct yes okay so yeah, this is where it gets really weird, honestly. So my next door neighbor, who's about the same age as I am, and um, he for a year was having these headaches. He was in, um, he, you know, he, he couldn't sleep. He was struggling with some stuff. And I remember at one point he was asking me um, if he if I could recommend anything for him to help him sleep. And I just thought of melatonin. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Or yeah. And, um, I was like, you know, I, I used to take this melatonin. Maybe you should try it. Maybe it'll help you sleep. And he was, you know, and anyway, um, 
I think that was right before I went to Florida, which is typically the end of March. So I, I think I landed in Florida and literally I got a phone call from Jody and, um, he had been in a work meeting and basically had passed out and they discovered that he had this, this brain tumor and he got life flighted to Salt Lake city. Wow. And, um, I was, I was just blown away, you know, and, and so I'm down there and literally, I mean, the whole time and when he, and when we had had these conversations and he wasn't feeling well, I, I don't know. I couldn't relate to what he was talking about at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know why and why I say that. But um, so when I got to Florida, literally when I got off the plane, I started getting headaches. Really? Yeah. And like, so my eyes, they've been giving me a hard time forever. And I thought perhaps I needed my script changed or it was the brightness or I didn't really know what it was, but I just started to get these headaches. And then I've always kind of thought too, people that have headaches, you know, like migraines that, that they need to cowboy up, like, yeah, you know, like fight through it. Yeah. I never really saw the validity in that, but then these headaches that I was having, they just started getting more and more intense. And, um, you but, know, but hold. Let me let me stop you for one yeah. second. So we're talking like in a matter of weeks. Like you you get the call, right? You're in Florida, right? And then that this is what's happening to your friend neighbor, right? 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 right. And then it starts happening to you. At least the headaches, right? Shortly after, right? Okay, wow. right. So. Yeah, the timing of that I may have off. I felt like there was more time between when he had his episode and when I started to have the headaches, but either way, yeah. even okay. Right, yeah. right. And so, you know, do you know Tom Henniger? I do know. I mean, I, yeah. I haven't talked to Tom in but yeah. yeah. So Tom had actually come down and we went fun fishing for a few days that summer and or that uh season and we'd been out and and I'd told Tom before he came, I was like, dude, I'm having these terrible headaches. Like, and I'm really not one to complain about any of this, but, and we fished and he was down there and I, and, and he brought some medication, some, something he was taking for a headache or something. He's mm-hmm. like, take these, it'll work great. And I took the stuff he brought. It didn't put a dent in it. I mean, I was pounding, well, how much ibuprofen you allowed a day? 1200 milligrams or something. Yeah. I was eating like 16 a day. You'd get like an hour of relief after each cycle. Um, that rips your stomach up It's not good for you. Yeah. I don't take it at all anymore. Yeah, I try not to. And um, so then Tom left and the headaches just kind of persisted. My dad had, he had come down and when he, when he comes down in those types of periods, I usually fish with him for a few days. So it's kind of like a day off for me. We only go up for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And he and I had gone out. And I mean, these headaches were so bad now at this point. I mean, I would, after you got off the water, I would go and turn all the lights out. Like your classic migraine stories you would hear from people, like sit in the dark, no noise, finally get like an, you know, an ounce of relief. And I took him to the airport in the morning and then I went back to the house and the boat was still in the water. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out for a couple hours. I'll just go stake off somewhere. So I you know, zipped out a loggerhead and had this, wasn't in the mix with all the, the clan, but on an edge and fish are pouring through. And I, I was like, this isn't even fun. Like I can't even, 
I mean, I just watched them go by and that wasn't even interesting. I was like, I can't, I got to go. I got to go down to Key West now and do something about this. Like this is, so I zipped back to the house, parked it again. It's still in the water in the canal, hopped in my car. I called my friend Mimi, who I think, you knew. she used to be the bartender at the square group or there. I asked Mimi who she'd recommend to go and see. And she told me to go to the emergency care down there. Um, and so this is probably about one o'clock at this point. So I got down there and I roll in and if you know, like classic Key West, like the Emergent Care is an old Pizza Hut building. Yeah. It still looks like the Pizza <laughs> Hut building, right? So I roll in there and I check in and they're like, well, it's going to take like an hour and a half for the doctor to see you. And then, I'll, you know, I'm like, fine, it's hot out. I got yeah. a headache. I'm like, all right, I'll go get a sandwich next door waiting around finally they get me in to see her and um you know she says describe your symptoms you know i'm telling my eyes i can't see well i've got these headaches um and she's like well we were gonna we want to we're gonna put you in the cat machine we've got one here which i'm thinking really yeah so (laughs) is it next to the pizza oven (laughs) (laughs) so she puts me in there they they take some pictures. They go back in the room. She's like, I'll be back in five minutes and and we'll see what we come up with. And literally, I mean, like an hour and 15 minutes later, nobody has come back. And about an hour and a half later, I'm like, this isn't good. Like yeah. either they are so disorganized in Key West or this is this isn't like they found yeah. something's going on. And so literally about that time she comes in, I'm sitting in the chair and then she grabs a seat rolls down puts her nose like right against mine and is like you need to know you've got a brain tumor you know mm. i've called the hospital there's a helicopter waiting for you we're flying you to key west right now you need to get an mri flying you to where key, or i apologize to miami okay yeah um we don't it's a mobile mri machine that we have here and it doesn't come down for a couple of days. You need to go up there now. We feel like you'll go blind. It's on your optic nerve if you don't do this. Wow. And so I'm, you know, at this point, I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, and so I call Jody and she's in class at this time. I think we've been corresponding via text. She's a school teacher. And um, she calls me back in tears, wigging out. And yeah. I, I called my father. I was like, what do I do? You know, like, I mean, the boat's in the water. The house is unlocked. They're trying to, like, put me on a helicopter. So I go, I call another friend of mine as I'm driving over to the hospital. And I get there. And he's like, dude, don't get on that helicopter, you know. Go home. Like, what's one more day? Yeah, go home. Get your stuff straightened out. Get on a plane and fly home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, you're... You're probably right, but I went to the hospital anyway because supposedly a helicopter's waiting. Yeah. So in classic Key West form, you know, I get to the hospital and there's no order for a helicopter. There's no, and the whole time I'm thinking too, like, what's this helicopter ride going to cost to Miami? Yeah. Like, well, that's I'm going to pay forty thousand dollars to. And how dire is it, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. So I get there and there's no order for a helicopter. They actually checked me in. It gave me some. Is it Veriset or? I don't even like the strongest painkiller. 
Not yeah, not Vicodin. No, no, it was something that they, different level. Oh, this yeah, this this taught me why people have drug problems. Whatever they gave me, not not oxycodone. Not mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ver- okay, some, yeah, whatever it yeah. is, something strong. I mean, the woman was like, "This is gonna hit you in the face." When they put it into the IV, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And it it, it hit me in the face. <laughs> so that offered some relief, and it actually it did give me some clarity to think about what I was going to do. And in the mix of all this, we're texting back and forth with family members. And so what I ended up doing was just driving home, packing up, and then I flew out of Key West the next day and flew into Salt Lake, and we went to the University of Utah and had the MRI done there. And, and began that process so and was all of that i mean it was on your optic nerve and it was it was basically you know they showed me images of it from the mri and it was like the size of a tangerine like wow right between my eyes and the problem with it is that it was migrating into my the capillaries of your optic nerve or your optical stuff you know mm-hmm. and so that's why they wanted to get it out sooner than later um but then the whole process after they figured out and then but, but it was benign it was benign it's okay. called it's called a meningenioma and, okay. and believe it or not uh, a, an ex-client of mine who's a brain surgeon i called him in the midst of all this and he said well what kind is it when i said told him that he was like well if you're gonna have a brain tumor that's the one you want yeah because it's it's more of a topical thing the 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 meningi is basically the layer between your brain and your skull so it's Mm -hmm. like that fluid layer and that's where these tumors are typically it's more yeah it's a tumor um and, and i think I've done a lot of homework on it and essentially they're very common. Lots of people have them. I mean, <laughs> it's, I would almost say it's like a fatty tumor in a dog. Like you, by the time you die, you've probably got one somewhere, but if it's small, then it's not doing anything mm-hmm. and they don't know. That's the other weird thing. They, they can grow rapidly or over a long period of time, or I could have had the thing for 12 years. Sure. Um, I mean, but it had to be an intricate surgery. It was. Yeah. I mean, it had to be. I mean, if it's on the nerve. Yeah. It, um, it took, I, I spent some time, obviously I did some research on where I wanted to have it done. And I mean, fortunately there's the doctor that did it, his name's Caldwell, and he's like number two in the country for these meningioma um, procedures, done thousands of them, I mean, hundreds of thousands of them. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the, like the number one guy was at Cedar sinai in L.A., and another friend of mine had some pool, and that guy could have done it also. But just by proximity, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be in California. So you ended up doing it? Here at the at yep. University of Utah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yep. and uh, it was great. I mean, it was so easy. I mean, I but it had to be a long surgery. You know, it's you know how hospitals are anymore. They don't. They don't. T- well, the procedure itself wasn't. Um, yeah, the procedure itself. That's. 
so they so they finally got it scheduled and they take me in there and literally right before they're going to knock me out let's say it's like 10 30 in the morning i go in there the the the, the assistant she looks at me and I can't believe they didn't give me any of this information up till right before she's going to knock me out. But she's like, just so you know, you're probably, you know, your sense of smell and taste is going to be compromised. <laughs> you're going to lose that. And and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, as they're injecting me and yeah. knocking me out because they it was in those capillaries that. But not your eyesight. Not the eyesight. Well, huh. hopefully. Yeah. Um, and so, no, the procedure, I don't think. But was she saying forever? Forever, yes. Yeah, it's it's. You could have lost it, but you didn't, right? Obviously. Oh, I have. It's not the same. It's not the same, but you can you still taste food? Yeah, but it's it's that, and that's a whole another thing that we can talk about. Like your sense of taste, believe it or not, is every time you taste something is for the first time again. For you. For everyone. For everyone. So huh. even, even though you think something, you remember it tastes good, mm-hmm. right? You're like, I just love that sushi. It's like my favorite from this restaurant. Like every time you try it, it's for the first time. Hmm. So in my mind, yeah, I things just aren't the same. So I have no, I have no grounds to truly know what sure. it's like. I mean, the, the biggest downside of it is at times. Um, I get like phantom odors, like an ammonia or like a penny taste in my mouth <laughs> or, um, so everything is just, it's different. Right. And do they, do they, is that common? Do they attribute that to anything? Cause that's, that's very interesting. Uh, it's just, just, it, it's just your olfactory nerves aren't there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Huh. So, and do you have to, um, well, I mean, I imagine the recovery process. It it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. the night after the surgery, I had some type of a leak. I remember waking up and all the alarms were going off. And, mm. and then the nurse came in who was on call. This is like a midnight. She's screaming. She wasn't screaming. She had her act together. But she was like, I need help now. I need help now. Yeah. And they, were, they gurneyed me out of there. And. She was like, we got to give you another MRI. I got to see where this is bleeding or you're leaking. And mm. took me down there and they said, you know, I'm wanting to throw up. I mean, I get just nauseous. And she, as they're starting to stick me in the MRI machine, she's like, you cannot throw up in that machine. I was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to, I, I can't make any guarantees here. Like, yeah. So they stuck me in there and we got through that. And then, it's all kind of a fog. It, it, it got straightened out. Um, but then basically I was only in the hospital for like three days Yeah. until they discharged me. And, and was it tough, you know, the months following, you know, it, um, or was it more of like a immediate relief cure or not cure, but you know what I mean? Like that pressure was gone or, you know, I imagine your body would have to heal first. Right, but. right. I mean, that that's an interesting perspective. I don't even think I I slept a lot. Mm-hmm. You didn't even really think about the pain relationship at that point. I mean, I didn't feel bad. I was pretty mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I just laid around a lot. I don't. 
Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that I felt relief at that point. It was just, you just drained, you know? And in that, <clears throat> with that type of tumor, yeah. is there a risk for reoccurrence or do you have, do you have to, or were you just released? You know what I mean? Or do you have to have follow-ups or I have had to have a follow-ups actually. Yeah. Um, at first it was like every six months you get an MRI and then it's, yearly and then it's biannual and then the last time i went in they were they were like you don't need to do this anymore so um yeah and and going backwards right was was it the same type of tumor that your i mean that That your neighbor that is the irony they were exactly the same his was in a different location yeah wow so, you know, you wonder, I mean, yeah, we got, is it the power lines? Is it the water? Is it, I, is it something in the neighborhood? I mean, I think I, we just, I mean, that thought has to enter your mind. I mean, there's no, I, I'm not saying it's correct or not. I'm no, just saying, 100%. Like, you know, yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I mean, at times I try not to think about it because it worries me about my family, you know? Like, sure. I mean, why? Yeah, I but and I've gone down that rabbit hole and asked all kinds of questions and and you know the the doctors have told me it's just it, there's no cause for these things they gotcha. don't, they don't understand it like it just and it's it's not radiation or uh, exposure just, to yeah, something yeah. but but the fact that it could so ironical that it could happen within that kind of a time span and our ages and i i don't know i just yeah yeah that's wild right right um yeah and there's plenty of coincidences i mean <laughs> right out there but right and so now today i mean besides the taste and the smell is there any i mean any lingering or is it all is now it more of a relief yeah, it's so funny. I, uh, I've always had a bad memory. Mm-hmm. So the one upside of this is I use it as my scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, it's so hard for me to tell Mike, cause I think just where I'm at physically with age, I'd love to like say that that's a contributing factor, but I just mm-hmm. think, you know, the machine's not operating the way it did. 10 years ago anyway. And so yeah. it's hard to tell. I mean, I, I get tired a little more frequently. So I feel like since that happened, but mm-hmm. I just, I think that's life. I think it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm fortunate, you know I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's also scary. Right. I mean, it's, right. You know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're all right. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think there's a silver lining to all those kinds of, life-altering situations, you know? I mean, in a lot of ways, I miss the way that I was thinking before and after that in that proximity. I mean, the appreciation you gain when you realize you're in vulnerability, it's life-altering. Like, 100%. And I've, I've, I've slid past that. Like, I've slipped back into my petty mental patterns and the small stuff gets you and 
And at that time, it it didn't. You're like, you just didn't care. Not. I I I I would like to have that back sometimes. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, it's a. It, it's a very right forceful right present moment kind of movement i mean right. you you are you don't have a lot of options but to right be in the now right right and i think that's something we're all chasing and it gets right you know to 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 be pushed into it um and then be able to look back on it in right. hindsight is is very interesting yeah i mean yeah well yeah, I've yeah. I've I've always I mean I've never I've always kind of danced around it with you to be right, honest because right. I was you know I mean you, you didn't want to ask right um but so thanks for yeah, thanks for being yeah, willing to talk yeah, about yeah, it yeah yeah no problem Absolutely. who knows maybe someone you know listening right, right has a headache and right right isn't going away and yeah yeah go get it checked yeah, out yeah I mean, that's just wild about the the yeah the timing and even if it was whatever weeks months or whatever but i mean still it's because i remember hearing it at the time right and then i heard heard you know about your neighbor and i was like whoa you know that, that kind of like stopped me i was like what is going like like you said right was right is there, there some kind of power line or right uh, i don't know i mean it's um well yeah like i said i'm glad yeah Glad you're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No thanks. Um, you've been uh, you've been reading anything good? It's funny that you say that. I actually I used to be an avid reader, mm-hmm. and literally, uh, I just I've been I haven't really read a lot of I have I can't find good material. First of all, we're gonna have to talk. Yeah, I'll have to give because, you some for sure. Yeah, but um, I. I'm a big fan of Cormac McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Have you read any of his books? You know, I have, but I but it's been a while. Uh-huh. I need to I need, the road, right? Yeah. Yep. I need to go back and right. probably read that again. I remember well, that having an impact on me. Right. Um Well, he just came out with another book. It's called The Passenger. Oh, really? Yeah. And um I don't think he's had a book out for a while, maybe since The Road, huh. probably. Yeah. Or No Country for Old Men. Maybe that was his last novel. But That was one that I was very pissed because I I actually watched the movie. Right. And then I was like, God damn it. You're just seeing the movie the like, whole the time book. you're reading it? Well, no, I was like, I should have read the book first. Right, right. You know? mm-hmm. um, but so you're you're thinking about... Reading again? Is that the well? I'm I'm almost done with this book. Oh, actually. you're in it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, okay. I probably have fifty pages left. I've I've just been it's been eating me up. I've, I've yeah, it's, it's been a good read. So cool. I've got some. I've got some. Uh, someone just sent me uh, uh, this book. It takes. I mean, it will take you two nights, but it's chop wood, carry water. Okay. It's it's uh, that's where I got that. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I think I told you. Yeah, yeah. Where the grass is always greener, and the guy was like, "No, the grass is green where you water it." (laughs) (laughs) Right. But um, yeah, I've got. It's funny you say that because I was. I asked most people that, and even if they're Mm -hmm. not reading, right? Like, like they'll be like, "Well, but this one book." Yeah. And I was thinking the other day, I need to go back and kind of just start a list going. Yeah. Because it's it's pretty funny my reading has followed 
kind of these episodes. Huh. Um, and actually have had people, you know, send me books from it, which has been really cool. Yeah. Um, and then I get, I did give you a heads up, but, you did. Uh, but you did. who's who, you know, this is always a hard one because, yeah. but I've, I, I think I even sent it to you in bold, like <laughs> who is one of right. not the, you know, one of the most interesting person people you ever met and, and why. Well, this is a tough one. I mean, I, I'm sure Jody and I discussed this too. I was like, I am stumped here. Like, what would you say? And she, she gave me some, so for herself. Yeah. So, yeah. Her answer was pretty profound. It started a good conversation in her house. That's um, awesome. Um, I, you know, honestly, I don't feel like I can give you just one. Yeah. Well then give me a couple. All right. Well, I think I've, I've come up with a list of like four mm-hmm. and they're not like innovators or, you know, I've listened to some of your other podcasts and, and I'm, I'm amazed by people's answers and I, yeah, it's, it's pretty all over the place and very cool. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, I, for one growing up, my father had a, a young man that helped. I worked for my father in the summer and this, this gentleman, Jim Bennett was a uh, kind of a full, a full-time employee of my dad's. And in the summer when I worked for my dad, Jim and I would work together. And, um, Jim was just, he was, he was a, sort of uneducated. He never finished high school. He didn't drink any alcohol, mm-hmm. smoked cigarettes like a train, <laughs> drank coffee, ate terrible food from convenience stores. Yeah. But he was just so good to me. I like, I just love Jim and like, I can't even, he just made a big impact on my life as far as being like a good person, you know? I mean, yeah. he, he just, he was just fun to be around. Um, and then I had an instructor in college by the name of Leslie Lerner, who was just an amazing artist. He, um, the way that his mind worked was just fascinating. And and it really uh, opened up my mind to art in itself. I mean, his whole, he lived in another universe essentially. And he, and he would just be as normal as you and I, but he, his whole, all his work was about, um, it was was on a theme called my life in France. And so Hmm. he had like this alter ego that, you know, and these paintings would depict his life in France. And I, it's hard for me to delve deeper into that, but just the lessons that he taught me and the mm-hmm. kindness that he showed and was uber, uber inspiring. That's um, cool. And then, you know, I think when we get into like a local flavor, I, I think Paul Bruns right up there. Yeah. You know? I mean, absolutely. I, as far as a friend, like, all these people that that come to mind are people that make me feel good, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if you, anywhere you run into Paul, like, I don't care if you're having a bad day or <laughs> you stumble into him in the post office. I mean, get ready for a, a, a good long conversation and, and he's, some laughs. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to turn you right around. I mean, yeah. I think he's just an inspiration. He, he's one connection away from, a hundred people, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's mind-boggling that the conversations we have, or you know, they they go full circle. It's, mm-hmm. 
I don't, you know, I can't just, Paul is just an amazing individual. You know, he, yeah, it's, it's not even one particular thing he does. It's just, it's his, his personality is infectious. It's just, yeah. Um, Positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. He's so witty and, yeah. Um, and the history he has is oh, just, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, AJ brought some of this up in his podcast. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, you, you say where you're from and he'll know five people. It's, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of it. But there's just, I mean, it's in my. What's mind, cool is that there's a theme in there, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I yeah, it, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. I feel like it's. But like you said, right? Yeah. I mean, you you already had a good conversation that stemmed from even kind of right researching it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's um. And it's funny, you, you talking about that right now made me think of a couple, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People that I haven't thought about in a while. Mm-hmm. But, well, I, I really appreciate you uh, you taking the time. It's It's been really, really cool to hear. And I'm I'm hopeful that, uh, hear your story, and yeah. I'm hopeful uh, parts of it. For that. It's like, I, like I told you when we started this, you never know where these things are going to go. Right. Right. But, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm psyched to, uh, you know, not, not saying I'm going to see it right away, but see some, some more art. Yeah. Come yeah. about one of these. Yeah. Thanks Mike. It's inspiring. Maybe you'll, you'll help kickstart the motor here. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah. never know. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, to my, in this, this part, I just absolutely love, like you, you you've never to find more information about Harry, go to, <laughs> <laughs> Because you wrote, I've never had a, you know, <laughs> never had a Facebook or or Instagram or TikTok or any of it, right? Right. It's uh, yeah, I, I'm stuck in my ways on certain things, and <laughs> yeah. social media isn't one of them. So yeah, you know, it's funny because someone someone tried to like, I, I'm with you. I definitely recognize it in the business world, right? It's not going anywhere. It's it is, you know, we used to have print catalogs and right. a lot of that stuff. And we still do, but there's there's an element of this that's not going anywhere. And someone right. someone was trying to get me out of my negative space when it comes to that because I'm not not good at it and have a hard time with it. But they were like, why don't you just use it for good? Right. And I was like, that's kind of hard to argue. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know? Yeah, yeah. But... Well, I guess maybe, I mean, then I, then I was like, maybe just, if you want to want to get in touch with Harry, go to Wyoming, Wyoming Angling Company. Or you can go straight to my email. I'm not scared. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, harrytb5 at gmail.com. So, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. again, I, uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Hope uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of Permit to Think. My hope is this podcast offers meaningful conversations and stories from the fringe of societal norms. Be sure to subscribe and support the podcast by leaving a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're using. For more information, head on over to the website at permittothink.com. And please forward this show to anyone in your network who you feel might 
dig it. I'm out. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, Where do you take those things off and you find a different